0: A new bill was introduced into Congress this month to require vaccines for air travel in the U.S. and its territories. The kicker is that the bill would have it enforced by the Department of Homeland Security. Keep watching for the details. First, a quick and friendly reminder that this channel is supported by Blackout Coffee Company, your friendly mom and pop Florida-based coffee company that supports veterans, the Second Amendment, and the freedom of speech of folks like me. To check out their different roasts and flavors, use my link below or in the description. This bill is short and not at all sweet. It's actually pretty deceiving in a way because it seems so simple on the surface. H.R. 4980 is only two pages long and was introduced on August 6th by Rep Richie Torres of New York. Its purpose is listed as to direct the Secretary of Homeland Security to ensure that any individual traveling on a flight that departs from or arrives to an airport inside the United States or a territory of the United States is fully vaccinated against COVID-19 and for other purposes. It has only one section, which reads, Section 1, Air Transportation Vaccination Requirement. A. In general, the Secretary of Homeland Security, acting through the Administrator of the Transportation Security Administration, shall take such actions as are necessary to ensure that any individual traveling on a flight that departs from or arrives to an airport inside the United States or a territory of the United States is fully vaccinated against COVID-19. B. Exception. In carrying out subsection A, the Secretary shall ensure there is an exception to the requirement described in such subsection for an individual who is ineligible or medically unable to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19. C. Definition. In this act, the term fully vaccinated against COVID-19 means receiving all recommended doses of a COVID-19 vaccine that is licensed under Section 351 of the Public Health Service Act or authorized for emergency use under Section 564 of the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act. So, a couple of things here. First off, fully vaccinated means receiving every dose recommended by the government. It's likely that this is going to include yearly boosters, or even multiple yearly boosters, in the future. Number two, I don't know if you've looked at the exceptions for masking, for example, for airlines, but you are required to see a specific TSA doctor who has to evaluate you and make their own decision based on their own rules with the TSA. A note from your doctor won't count. Number three, when speaking about the mandate to the New York Daily News, Torres compared the measure to not letting people on airplanes with weapons. He told the Daily News, The TSA never allows people to enter planes or airports with a weapon, and the Delta variant is a weapon. It's a threat to everyone in an airport and everyone on a plane. So aside from the fact that the vaccine doesn't stop you from getting COVID or spreading COVID, it's a weapon if a person potentially has it, but not if China, theoretically, releases it you know, since that is a theory. And how does the DHS track those who aren't qualified to fly? Via the no-fly list, which is both notoriously inaccurate and difficult to get removed from. Now, the bill doesn't expressly say put those people on the no-fly list, but I 100% think that that would be a possibility for enforcement, and I'll tell you why in a minute. First, let's take out that possibility of enforcement and just look at it on the surface. There's a section on the TSA website for what happens if you're found in violation of TSA policies. According to the website, you're given a Notice of Violation, which is a civil penalty complete with a fee. Sanctioned guidance advises that, depending on whether or not someone violated weapons rules, that fee could be anywhere from $360 to nearly $14,000. There's a separate violation for generally trying to circumvent security protocols, which depends on the exact protocol someone tried to break. Some of them even come with criminal referrals. So we can probably assume that that would be a bare minimum baseline. The question is, how will they enforce it, and are they really going to look at the possibility of being unvaccinated as a weapon? So back to this idea of the no-fly list, and why I think it would be a possibility for this policy. I originally saw this story on Amoland, which included information from gun lawyer Evan Knappen. He speculates that the vaccine list would be similar to, if not part of, the no-fly list. And there's certainly some credence to that idea, if the guy who was sponsoring and introducing it says that the unvaccinated need to be thought of, and treated, as weapons. The biggest piece of evidence is the opinions of someone who used to be part of the Department of Homeland Security themselves. Obama's former Assistant Secretary for Homeland Security also penned an article in The Atlantic this month that was originally titled, Unvaccinated People Belong on the No-Fly List. The headline has since been changed, but the premise of the article remains the same that only vaccinated people should be allowed on flights. She states, A no-fly list for unvaccinated adults is an obvious step the federal government should take. Flying is not a right, and the case for restricting it to vaccinated people is straightforward. The federal government is the sole entity that can regulate the terms and conditions of airline safety. I'll say it again for the folks in the back. She says that the federal government is the only entity that can regulate the terms and conditions of airline safety. So that means it would be up to the federal government and not airports, not airlines, not any of that, but the federal government would be responsible for enacting and enforcing this policy. She furthers her case by stating, Amid a global health crisis, people who defy public health guidance are not, and do not deserve to be, a protected class. For the privilege of flying, Americans already give up a lot. We disclose our personal information, toss our water bottles, extinguish our cigarette butts, and lock our guns in checked luggage. For vaccinated people, having to show proof of vaccination when flying would be a minor inconvenience. So showing your health information is akin to having to throw out a water bottle. She again suggests that vaccination status be tracked by a database rather than paper cards and that anyone not in that database be put on the no-fly list. She argues that physically checking vaccination status at security checkpoints would be too tedious and time consuming, and so the no-fly list is the way to go. She also points out that this would be a great way for the government to mandate vaccines without the government necessarily coming out and saying that they're mandating vaccines. Because after all, she says, we live in a society, and the COVID vaccine is the only way for both society and the economy to recover. Again, a vaccine that does not actually prevent COVID or the spread of COVID. And this, she says, is why the unvaccinated should carry the burden of holding up this recovery and give up on certain societal benefits to pay the price, as well as feel the full weight of public scorn. She especially recommends that such a policy go into effect around October so people would be forced to vaccinate if they want to spend time with their families for the holidays. But being on a no-fly list can have much bigger consequences than being unable to travel. Many of the people on the list don't know they're on it, as the government never tells you you're on it until you try and board a plane. At which point, let me tell you, you're going to have a bad time. There have been countless articles about people who were mistakenly put on it and never got off because the government makes it impossible. Both Democrats and Republicans alike have also spoken about placing further restrictions on people on the list, including counting them as prohibited persons for gun ownership. Basically, if you find yourself on the no-fly list, it's assumed that you're either a criminal or a terrorist. H.R. 4980 is currently sitting in the House Committee on Homeland Security, where Rep. Torres occupies a seat. I'd say it's very unlikely to pass, but that doesn't mean the Biden administration won't keep the idea in their back pocket for later. There have already been reports that Biden is considering vaccine mandates for interstate travel, has been calling on businesses to require vaccines for employees and customers, is pressing individual states to require it, and even told churchgoers and faith leaders over Holy Week that not getting vaccinated is ungodly. And frankly, with his approval ratings tanking to record lows, I wouldn't be surprised if he did something this drastic to try and appease Democrat voters. Either way, I say that we hope for the best and prepare for the worst. That's it for today, Liberty Fam. Please help out the channel with a like, share, and comment, or subscribe if you're new here. And if you really like my videos and want to help out the channel in other ways, I have a full list of partners down in the description with some really cool products and businesses, as well as support options like Patreon, Subscribestar, and PayPal that really help keep the channel going. As always, thanks for tuning in and helping me to spread the message of Liberty.